Welcome to another episode of I Don't Work Here Lady. Karen gets more than she bargained for. Story by Just Me 23222. To start off, let me say that this takes place in a not small, not large town in a southern state in the US, this will be important later. A friend of mine has kept bugging me to post this, so I broke down and finally did. I have to apologize for the length, but I can't think of any other way to tell the story. So, I had been out doing some things for work and was heading home when I realized that I didn't have any wine and was having people over for dinner that evening. I decided to stop off at a liquor store, as I decided not only buy a few bottles of wine, but a nice bottle of whiskey as well, as I was running low, and where I lived, you could buy wine and beer in a supermarket, but hard liquor could only be purchased at a liquor store. As it was a place I went to frequently, I knew most of the people who worked there, so I chatted for a moment with Tom, behind the counter, as there were no other customers at the time. After our conversation, I went over to where the wine was and started looking to see what was available and what I would like for the evening. I guess I had been searching around for about 20 minutes or so, pulling bottles off the shelf, reading the labels, and putting them back, and was so engrossed in what I was doing that I hadn't noticed that there was someone else that had come in. Tom had yelled to me, a few minutes earlier, that he was going to run in the back and pull some boxes to restock the shelves and he knew I could spend hours looking at wines, just to pick the right ones, that if anyone came in to give him a shout. As I was kneeling on one of the shelves, I felt a presence behind me and heard a not-so-subtle clearing of a throat. My first thought was that someone wanted to get into where I was and being so oblivious to my surroundings, I hadn't noticed them there. Not looking up, I said, sorry and moved slightly to one side, continuing to take bottles, read the label, and put them back. Then, I heard the second, much louder ahem. Now, let me explain that the store had no real dress code for their employees, except that they needed to look neat. I that day was wearing a black suit with a black shirt, no, I'm not a member of the family and my name doesn't end in a vowel. But this will be important later, not something you would see an employee wearing here. This was then followed by Karen, yes, what else would I call her, speaking. Karen, I swear, I have nothing but problems with you people who work here. You never want to help. Now, I do have to say, I have never had a problem with ever getting help here, so I start to tell her, Tom is in the back, let me call him too. To which she interrupts, no, you are right here you can help me or are you too lazy? I start to say sorry ma'am, but I don't work here and stood up and got only half of it out when I guess she saw my white collar. Yes, I am a priest and while I usually wear normal clothes if I would stop at this store, I had been coming back from a hospital visit at the time and all the employees knew who I was, but you know, appearances. Anyway, she took one look, stepped back, dropped the bottle she was holding, and started stammering. I guess that seeing a preacher buying liquor, it's down south, more Baptists than Catholics, so anyone in black is a preacher, she lost her ability to reason, by the way. Some of the biggest drunks I know are preachers, and started screaming like a banshee. I couldn't comprehend much of what she was saying but did catch a how dare you are going to hell here and there. I try to calm her down, with no such luck, and Tom must have heard the commotion and sprinted out of the back, about the time bottles started flying, as well as a purse and some flailing arms. Rather than come over to where we were, it seems that he went over to the counter and dialed 911, and a few moments later came over to us and tried to get between her and me, but Karen wasn't having it. While I had done a pretty good job of avoiding or deflecting the projectiles, arms, and purse, Tom wasn't so lucky and was hit square in the forehead with a bottle, sending him flying into an entire rack of wine. Fortunately, as this happened, the police arrived and saw the wild banshee making another run at me, subdued her, taking her to the floor, and restraining her. The officer that had arrived, sensing he would need a bit of assistance, called for another officer, 
and held her down until help arrived. He also called for an ambulance for Tom, seeing he was dazed, and the blood running out of his head in a few places she had caught me. Every time he tried to ask what had happened, she would start her ranting again and no one could get a word in, or understand anything she was saying. Help arrived about five minutes later and they dragged her, yes, they had to drag her as she wouldn't move, except to kick and spit at the officers. The paramedics, whom I knew from visits to the hospital, arrived a few minutes later and treated Tom and me, though I kept telling them that Tom was worse off than I Tom ended up going to the hospital to get checked out and get a few stitches, so the officers took his statement there and I gave them mine at the scene. I found out later that she was the wife of some big shot lawyer, aren't they always, and he ended up getting her off on community service and no one was ever able to find out why in the world she went off like that, I guess the realization that clergy are actually human beings just did her in. Everybody else ended up being just fine and Tom never stopped telling the story as long as I lived down there. A crazy mom screams at me for not helping out in the ED, when I am not a part of the emergency team or working there. Story by Animaths93 Hi. I am a 28-year-old doctor and my specialty is in clinical chemistry, chemical pathology slash biochemistry, and laboratory medicine so I usually do not interact with patients much anymore. This happened during my specialization training and it still makes me shake my head. My colleague and friend in another department suddenly developed seizures in the middle of the night. Her husband contacted me as I often helped her before they were married and I was taking a midnight stroll on the campus as I was on call for the lab. I went to the emergency and got all her papers ready, my junior from my alma mater was studying emergency medicine and she helped expedite things. My friend arrived at the same time another family involved in an accident arrived. Since my friend was still seizing, my junior asked if I could place in four for the time being because they needed to look at the family involved in the accident while the neurologist arrived. No problem. The ED was extremely busy and I was ready to help. I did everything for my friend as one of the nursing officers handed me the anti-epileptic drug while her husband, also a doctor but in another hospital, stayed by to make sure she is comfortable. That was when suddenly the ED went dark and the beeping got annoying. This mother, crazy mother CM, tapped on my shoulder. CM hi, can you help me? Me, hi, sorry. I am not an ED doctor but I can guide you to whom you should see. CM, aren't you a doctor? Me, um. Yes but I am not a part of the ED. I am here for my friend. CM, so? Since you helped your friend, can you take a look at my child? Me, I am sorry but I cannot. I cannot take responsibility as I am not a part of the emergency team and neither am I posted here. When my friend in the ED gets better, I shall ask her to take a look. CM, but you helped your friend. Me, yes, because the team is busy with an accident and since it's my friend, all I did was set in four so that she will be stable till they can come and check on her. CM, so why can't you help me? I am tired of waiting and my child is uncomfortable. Me, tired now, lady. I am not an emergency doctor nor am I on duty. I cannot help you or take responsibility should something happen. Please wait for the emergency doctor to be free. Why don't you go to the registration counter? They will ensure someone looks at your child. CM, I cannot leave my child alone. Why can't you take a look at him? Me, sighing, where is your child now and what is wrong? I cannot give any advice or do anything because I am not a part of the posted emergency team but I can inform them. CM, I need you to look at him. He fell down and is crying? Me, just wait. Once an emergency doctor comes, I will send them your way. CM, now grabbing my arm, you will see him right now. Friends hubby, pulling me away and blocking CM, you will leave her alone.
She is not a part of the emergency team. Stop harassing her. CM, help help. They are assaulting me. A nurse charge, NC, finally ran in asking what is wrong. I knew NC as we are a part of the same Christian prayer group so she asked my side first. I explained about my friend and how CM was forcing me to help her son when I cannot. NC, CM, OP is a doctor but she is not posted nor a part of our emergency team. We needed her to help her friend because we are super busy but that is it. She cannot help you. CM, stop giving excuses. You just don't want to help me. You, me, now help me with my son or I will complain. Me, now annoyed, go ahead. I turned away as NC was dealing with CM as the neurologist had arrived and I had to talk with her and my friend's hubby. I thought that was it. Wrong. As my friend got better and I was helping another nurse change the fourth bag while she gave my friend another dose of the anti-epileptic drug, my hand was suddenly pulled, nearly causing me to pull at the fourth. CM had grabbed me. Me, now really angry, what the hell? You again. What are you doing? You nearly made me rip off her four line. CM, this is the doctor who refused to help me. I want her license cancelled. Turns out she had dragged the emergency medical officer, the senior doctor watching over everything, to complain. The EM officer blinked as she knew I did not work in the ED unless I was posted there, which I was not. EM officer, she does not work here. CM, yes she does. She was fixing that woman's four. EM officer, she is a part of the hospital but she does not work in the ED since she is a doctor, she was just helping her friend but that is it. She cannot look at your child unless I tell her to. CM, stop lying? Why are you covering for her? She is the worse. Friends hubby, EM officer, take this lady away. My wife is not well and she has been harassing OP too much. OP is already going out of her way to be polite. EM officer agreed and turned to CM. EM officer, I saw your child. He is fine. We are swamped today especially since we had an entire family be admitted here. If you continue to create a ruckus, we will ask you to leave and maybe even ban you. CM, but I did nothing wrong. It's her, my, fault. EM officer, firmly, you have two options. You either leave them alone or you leave. CM left us alone grumbling as I heaved a sigh of relief. My friend had recovered so we decided to have her discharged and have her checked up in the morning. As we were leaving, we saw CM glare at us and mouth swear words at us but we ignored her. The friend's hubby apologized but I told him not to worry as none of it was his fault. The next morning, the story had spread throughout the whole hospital and my guide told me to be firm and not entertain people who were like CM. It's not very exciting but it's not the first time I went through this. Since I have friends in the ED. I often go to see them and be treated so badly by patients and their relatives. God, some days I am glad I am in laboratory medicine and not in the ED. Sorry for the long post but I was talking to my friend and we spoke about this incident and thought to share it. Edit, this is happening in a government medical college and hospital. In India, doctors are also trained to be able to place in four line and on occasion, push medicines as well. It's the first thing we get trained in clinical postings. We are short on staff so we make sure everyone is capable to do the basic things like placing in four line. I don't do it much now because of my specialty but I still draw blood and occasionally help out in the ED. Sorry sir, but you have the wrong number. Story by Sayer Song So this story happened over 20 years ago, the late 1990s, and is something I heard second hand from my mom, in regard to the main part, 
as I was at work when the last phone call in question occurred. My then toddler son and I had been living with my parents in a rented house up until my son was around one and a half when we had to move due to the landlord deciding to sell the house. No big deal. These things happen. What is important to understand is that this took place before people could have their landline phone numbers follow them from one residence to another, so we had to change our landline phone numbers. It is also important to note that our phone company, according to them at the time, stated that all defunct numbers were held for at least 6 to 12 months minimum before being reissued so as to help keep wrong calls to previous number holders at a minimum. Unfortunately, this didn't solve all issues. We almost immediately started getting phone calls for a woman we will call Selena. We would tell people that this was no longer her number, hadn't been for at least 6 months, and that we did not have a new number for her. Now, had this only been an occasional call from a few different people, this would not be a big deal, and definitely would not be in this subreddit. But it wasn't. We were fielding at least two to three calls for her every couple of days. And it was almost always completely different people. And since many of them would ask is this Selena? When my mother or I answered the phone, but ask is Selena there slash available. Or similar when my dad answered, it was pretty easy to figure out that these people had not necessarily known Selena on a personal level. After six to eight months of this, my mother suddenly called me at work one day, and in an extremely serious tone, tells me that I need to come directly home after work. She and my dad would be picking my son up from daycare for me, so I didn't need to worry about it. She wanted to know if there was anywhere I wanted to go out to eat in particular, as we had to discuss something serious. Now I feel obliged to state at this point, that I have not always had the best history with my parents. We didn't always get along, and I have always been a bit of a black sheep in family dynamics we had only just started repairing our relationship about a year before I got pregnant with my son, and it was still tenuous at times. And here, my mother called me and sounded like she was about to give me the absolutely worst news in the world. So my mind is immediately searching for what I may have done wrong. Did I do something wrong? Why is my son and I about to be kicked out? Did they want to do this in public to avoid me from breaking down? My anxiety was through the roof. So thinking I was going for my figurative last meal, I said I wanted to eat at a nearby all-you-can-eat buffet. Cue after work, and we are sitting at the restaurant. I am still worried as all get out. My mother looks at me and states simply, we are changing our phone number, excuse me, what? She then explained that we can no longer keep the phone number we had, and she and my dad then apologize if this is going to cause me any problems at work since I had just changed my contact info less than a year before. But that it was non-negotiable. I finally got my thoughts organized enough to ask what exactly had happened and my dad, smirking and laughing, said Zelina. My poor mother just looked like she was torn between a laugh and crying. So she proceeds to describe what I can only imagine must have been the most embarrassing phone call of her life. Apparently, that day had been a busy day for Zelina's calls because we had gotten about three to four of them back to back. As per usual, my mom's response was sorry, but there is no Zelina here. This is not her number and has not been her number for at least a year or more. On the last call, the man on the other end was a bit confused. He said something along the lines of oh, but this is the number given on the flyer. Are you her replacement? Do you provide the same services? This piqued my mom's interest. I'm sorry, but no, I believe so. But we have been getting a lot of calls for her since we got this number, so can I ask what flyer and services you are referring to? At this point, apparently, the man hesitated a moment before telling her, the flyer is for Zelina's, insert adult business name. It states that she provides intimate services. I was calling about the ménage trois service. My mother, bless her heart, was a good Catholic girl in her younger days and didn't know what that was. 
The gentleman apologized for the wrong number and hung up. Confused, my mom looked at my dad, who had to explain it to her at the time. That was when my mom called me, in utter shock and disbelief. As she finished recounting the story, she finally broke out in an exhausted laugh and said sorry, but I am not taking any more calls for that, and I do not want a phone number associated with that. Also, with you working for, Catholic newspaper, I don't think, boss's name, or anyone else would appreciate us having a phone number associated with it either. Yeah. I couldn't disagree. But when I did tell my co-workers and boss about it, they did have a good laugh about it. Of course, we did request a new number from the phone company and at first, they were averse to it, as we had the number for over six months already. But when my parents explained the issue, they were more than happy to oblige. They did tell us though that they wouldn't be able to change it again anytime soon unless we were to move again. Thank you for tuning in to listen to these stories, and I hope to see you on the next one. Till then, have an amazing day.